something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. Throughout his journey, Bobby has encouraged people and given back by sharing his life lessons. Travel along with Bobby as he shares his adventures to China and visits multinational companies around the world. As you listen to On the Bright Side, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at Bobby's church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. No matter what your situation is, Bobby has the gift of being able to relate and empathize. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach, Bobby Bollinger. But first, I thought since you all responded so well to the jokes the little kids did last week, I started looking at the kind of jokes that they look at. So here's a, here's a couple of them I found. Uh, and Vic, I got to use you in this, okay? So you just do what you have to do. Okay, Vic, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Okay. Okay, this is for my friend John over here. I think he'll like this one. All right, Vic, what do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know, but whatever you call him, he ain't coming. You know, once, once, I, once the kids keep coming, I just won't be able to stop. So last week, it was exciting to see the tremendous response to our fundraising program. And you know, the word says when we sow generously, we reap generously. So it's even more exciting to live in expectation of the harvest God is going to bring. I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. But when the seed falls into good soil, you can expect it to yield 30 times or 60 times or even 100 times as much as planted. You know, years ago, my brother Glenn and I were, we were excited to make our first acquisition of an exercise company other than our own. And it happened to be in New York City, and it was considered to be 
the oldest fitness company in America, and it was founded by one of the founding fathers of the exercise movement, and we were just impressed by this company and its history and its international reach. But just hours after the deal closed, the unionized factory workers threatened to strike. And we learned that the top executive had a drug addiction. Disgruntled employees had sabotaged all the equipment. And the landlord found a loophole in the lease and forced us to move. You see, what happened there was we sowed into rocky ground. We were so anxious to make the deal that we failed to do it the adequate due diligence necessary that could have prevented the disaster. We learned a hard and very expensive lesson up there in the big city. And that is when you sow into something that isn't ready to receive the seed, then you won't get a harvest. And that's why it's so powerful when you sow into the kingdom of God. Because just like what we're doing with the P2 program, we already know that the soil is deep. deep, And we know that it's rich. And it's ready to receive what we have and what we've committed to. And we know that that which is received can multiply 30, 60, or 100-fold. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was so touched by the Macedonians when they were so generous to him and the Christian movement. And he was touched because they weren't rich people. They They had encountered hard times themselves. But Paul said, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. That's a legacy for generous giving right there. I hope you're encouraged today that the commitment you made last week is seed sown in good soil. And it means that you can expect God to bring a harvest in every area of your life and to that which you have sown. Turn to someone next to you and say, we're sowing in good soil. What is a poverty mentality? Coming up next, learn how it is a destructive attitude that can discourage us and keep us from finding God's purpose. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. How many of you have ever just been broke? (laughs) And you think I'm going to ask you if you are right now, aren't you? But... No, I'm not going to do that. But, but let's see. <laughs> let's see how broke you, you, you've been compared to my friend Joe. Okay? 
because my friend Joe says that he's so broke. Well, let me tell you how broke he is. Joe, Joe is so broke that he just went to McDonald's and put an order of fries on layaway. Yeah, you want to know how broke, uh, broke Joe is? Joe is so broke that if someone rings the doorbell, he has to yell, ding dong, out the window. <laughs> Joe is so broke. He is so broke that he got married just to get the rice. I gotta keep trying, I guess. Okay, here's the last one. Joe is so broke. I'll tell you how broke Joe is. Joe is so broke that when someone saw him kicking a can down the street, they asked him if he was moving. There's nothing worse than a hostile Pentecostal crowd. Okay, but Joe was really broke, and we know how broke he was, but, and I hope you're not as broke as Joe was, because today I want to talk to you about something called poverty mentality. Now, a poverty mentality doesn't really have to have anything to do with money, but it's a destructive attitude that can keep us from finding God's purpose in our life, and it's a tool of the enemy to distract us and discourage us. And, I, and believe it or not, it, it's, it's contagious. And I, I can give you an example of how I know that it can be contagious. This past week, I visited Walmart headquarters uh, up in Arkansas. I was t attending a meeting with all the sporting goods suppliers who sell Walmart, just like we do. And, and I'm used to this because I've been going up there for many years. But when it came time for lunch, Walmart, as the host of all these visiting executives, announced that they were providing lunch outside in the hallway and that we were required to produce $3 in cash to buy our own lunch, which consisted of a ham sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Sam's Cola. And I'm not making this part up. There was a basket of cookies there with a large sign on it that read, only one cookie per person. So here is the world's largest retailer who just recently posted after-tax profits of over $11 billion. And they're afraid to let the cookie supply get out of control. <laughs> and, and this attitude that's permeated this Walmart culture for years, they're convinced that this mentality is in large part responsible for their success. Now, I have another customer in New York City that I visit often. It's called Models, and they have about 100 stores, and the company is over 100 years old, and it's owned and run by a third-generation family. And you can't find tougher business people anywhere on the planet. 
There's no question that they will fight you for the very best deal. And yet, when they have a meeting of their suppliers, they start by showing you a good time. We have a wonderful day of golf. We have lots of prizes. The guest speaker last time was Donald Trump. Sometimes, whenever Glenn and I travel there ourselves, they'll always take us to a New York Yankee game and sit on the front row or to Madison Square Garden. Two successful companies, two entirely different experiences. One, the big one in Arkansas, has a poverty mentality. They don't seem to enjoy the abundance that they've been given. And they live in fear that they're going to lose it all tomorrow. The other one, the one in New York, has a prosperity mentality. So even though we do a lot, of business, a lot more business with Walmart, who do you think that I'd rather visit? Because the, the guys in New York, they're grateful for what they have. They share with others. And more important, they're expecting to be prosperous tomorrow. You see, a poverty mentality doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make. It's an attitude that says, I don't deserve anything good. It says, I can't afford anything, and I better be careful or I might lose what I have. And I certainly better not borrow any money because I don't know if I could pay it back. You know, God doesn't give us a poverty mentality. He endorses a prosperity mentality. And that's an attitude that says, if God be for us, who be against us? It says, I'm trusting God for an abundant, blessed life. No matter what my current financial situation is. Remember what Malachi said, the book of Malachi challenged us to test the Lord with our obedience and our generosity and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great we can't even receive it all. So I'm going to challenge you today. Leave the poverty mentality by the road. Don't beat yourself up because you've got some credit card debt and a mortgage. Don't let people guilt you about that. You know, I've learned that most people don't get overextended because they're trying to live beyond their means. They get that way trying to just maintain a decent lifestyle. It's no crime to prioritize your son's college tuition or your daughter's wedding high enough that you would borrow money to do it. Now, I read a lot of the books that teach the benefits of getting out of debt and achieving financial freedom, and I think that they're great. But we don't live in a world anymore where all we have to worry about is food, shelter, and livestock. There's a thousand things to deal with that require funds that may not always be available. So when I hear about a church, for instance, that got built debt-free, I'm really happy for them. But I'll tell you what I'm, I'm impressed with. I'm impressed when I hear about a church that has the courage and faith to start building before they had all the money. Because I know they're trusting God every step of the way. You need to be encouraged today. If you feel like your ship is never going to come in. Don't give in to the poverty mentality. Because God wants to bless you. He intends to bless you. He intends for you to have all the good things. You just keep trusting in Him. 
The word says, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Just keep being obedient. Keep a grateful spirit and a prosperity mentality. And if you do that, I know something good will happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Did you know that there are blessings that come from being a good steward over your finances? Stay right where you are to learn three simple steps to gain control of your finances. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast on the bright side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. I'd like to tell you about the new man in my life. He's absolutely amazing. He's bright, strong, and he lights up my life. He's Leo. The new versatile pocket light from Nebo Tools. Leo is so dependable. I won't go anywhere without him. Leo is fully dimmable, equipped with memory power setting, and has both work light and spotlight modes that pivot and rotate to direct the light wherever you need it. Leo sports a pocket clip, magnetic base, kickstand, and hanging hook to give me endless options for hands-free lighting. I absolutely love my Leo. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. And I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me, but does it seem like that there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming. Anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes, it reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. Calls his, his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, and, but what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS. <laughs> and write on the envelope, now you have everything. <laughs> Well, it's true. Too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times there's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret for working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning Financially, and he's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through his word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing that we need to do is understand that what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be w willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The word says... 
Know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher. Okay, but I relate to this because we have two dogs who cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. I mean, that's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation, then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending. And this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because financial freedom is rarely based on income, but it's based on what we spend. And if we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully and you'll have plenty. But if you act too quickly you'll never have enough. Now to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now this is going to hit home because most of us have them. And those are the things that you really don't have to have, but you go ahead and buy them anyway. We just have to remember that old saying, the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. But the third thing that will do the most to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in Malachi to test me in this and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out of control life. And when we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. We make a statement of gratitude for everything that God's given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in his promise that he's going to take care of us in the future. You know, we can't expect the Lord to continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. And I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made. And I ask him to help me go forward using the wisdom of the word. And I'm believing believing in his promise for an abundant life. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. 
play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 